This is the Daily Thunder Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Woods. And if I were drafting an all-star team, my first pick would be Daily Thunder beat writer Brandon Rabar. That was an incredible intro. Let me soak that in for just a second. Yeah, that was nice. I just felt something that that Shea Gilgis Alexander has never felt in his life. I was just picked for an all-star team. Wow. It but he's good, at, he's good. I say that with with all confidence that he will be picked he should have been picked and tonight proves that he should have been picked for the all-star game his performance once again against the spurs oklahoma city gets a road win on the second night of a back-to-back 107 102 uh behind 33 points eight assists three boards from shea he took took 19 shots he shot 57.9 percent from the field 50 percent from three on four attempts, nine of 10 from the free throw line. Uh, he's, he's just a special, special player. Amazing uh, night tonight from Shea. And he, he sparked that comeback. The, the, the Thunder were down by 14 and he just started, he just started taking DeJounte Murray and any, really anybody that the Spurs threw at him into the lane and, making great choices, finding guys for threes. Muscala was great. Roby was awesome. We can talk about that dunk here in a second. But I thought SGA was uh, just incredible down the stretch. He looked like the best player on the floor by a mile, which he has looked like many times this year. And there was – the thing that I left the game thinking was how do we – I say if we is in the Thunder. How does Oklahoma City look like the veteran team against the Spurs of all people? How are they the ones that are taking care of the ball, making the right plays, finding the open shooters, knocking down shots, and defending super well? I, I don't understand. I don't understand how this young of a team, especially this young of a team that's closing the game, that these five guys, other than Muscala, are like really young and are just taking it to a very like not a I'm not gonna say a very good Spurs team but they're a quality NBA team like they are not an easy that is not an easy team to beat uh on any night and they they just outspurs them late in that game yeah and the Thunder did this without Al Horford and of course without George Hill that goes without saying uh the oldest Thunder player tonight was Mike Muscala, 29 years old. He is the old vet tonight. And, of course, the starting lineup was even younger. Uh, it's it's just amazing what this Thunder team is doing night after night. They follow up probably their worst game of the season. I know statistically it wasn't their worst because of nine points last night to the Mavs. But the Mavs didn't have Luka. And this is one of the worst defenses in the league. And the Thunder had Al Horford. They had been off for three nights. They had the rest. And they came out and scored their lowest points of the season. Yeah, they held the Mavs to 87, but the Mavs had a lot to do with that. Uh, then tonight, they come back against the Spurs on the road, second night of a back-to-back. And they come back from 14 points. Yes, to me, it comes down to Shea, though. Shea, just so many nights, we've talked about it. Mark Dagnalt, uh talks about it endlessly. A lot of times, he is just the best player on the court in a given night. Now, obviously, the Spurs didn't have LaMarcus Aldridge, but it's not like he's been the LMA of old. 
He kind of looks like an old LMA now for the most part. Mm -hmm. So it's not like he was the difference maker. They didn't have Derek White. Okay. But the Thunder didn't have Al Horford and, of course, George Hill. The Thunder still had DeMar DeRozan. They still had uh, Murray, Mitch, uh, Johnson, Walker. They had their guys that they've been beating guys uh, teams with lately. I mean, they're what they're 18 and 13. They were 18 and 12 coming into this game. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They're 18 and 14. They're 18 and 13 coming into this game. Uh, they're one spot below Denver and Portland and Milwaukee. If that, you know, means anything to you, they're actually <laughs> tied. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was right. So I can't read. I can talk, but I can't read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so all that to say, this was another impressive game from the thunder, which is frustrating to some Thunder fans, understandably, because it's like take a step forward, take two steps back with Tankathon, and then like with the the winning record and and looking good and competitive and fun and entertaining, and it's like take two steps forward, take a step back. Like it's like which do you root for? You're in this middle ground, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like they're not all in on one. They're not good enough to make the playoffs. Uh, but they're not bad enough to get a top five uh, draft pick at this point. So I think that's kind of this weird middle ground right now for Thunder fans. It is. It is. And let's go back to let's go back to preseason, which would have been December, mid-December. If I had said that Al Horford will never play a back-to-back and George Hill will miss like a month and a half, and Isaiah Roby will start a bunch of games. Poku will go to the G League. Uh, they will start Maladon a bunch. Uh, how many out of 36 games, how many games do you think would you have said Oklahoma City wins before the All-Star break? I mean, honestly, like seven. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, that's right. You know, I think they'd be like seven and 29. I mean, and I think that was the expectation uh, coming in for most people. I know it was for me. I knew Shea was good, and I expected Shea to take a leap. He's been even, been even better than I thought. I knew Dort was going to be good. You know, I expected him to get a little bit better than he has. But just the overall team, I, I expected Horford to be good and Hill to be good. But I thought that once the bench came in, that this team would just crash and burn and that they just wouldn't be able to compete. And when they, when they played, you know, playoff teams, that even though the starting – lineup would be fun and competitive still wouldn't be able to actually beat those teams and here they are 15 and 21 i mean it's it's i mean it's a testament to this team's effort and it's a testament to mark dagnalt's coaching and the team buying in and and a testament to shea i think too a, a guy like you mentioned the bench a guy i keep thinking about is kenrich williams like yep. they they would not be as competitive as they like he kind of comes in as the as the identity of that bench i feel like he he plays so hard and is such a smart guy and defends super well like he's a good individual defender but his individual defense is such a boost for for that second unit such a boost for for the guys that he's around and and then you add a guy like Ty Jerome they're they're just solid they're so solid this is a really, really solid NBA team that should absolutely be tanking, and they're just not. They're, I mean, what would you say are some things if if they were if they were really trying to tank? What are some things they would be doing that they're not doing right now? I mean, they would, you know, 
close fourth quarters, uh, you know, rest some of your, you know, this was a back-to-back. You could easily get by with, hey, we're down by five points going into the fourth quarter. I can't remember what it was. But let's say you're down going into the fourth quarter. Uh, hey, second night of back-to-back, all-star break's about to happen. Let's just rest SGA for the rest of the way. Rest the starters for the rest of the way. Uh, you could have you not played Al Horford last night. Uh, of course, that didn't matter. But you could have you could have said you know going into the All Star break needs extra rest. You could have really not played SGA at all tonight if you really wanted to. If you really mm-hmm. wanted to get by with it, uh, you know you could give the young guys more minutes because you can say you're developing them. You can uh, rest SGA and Dort uh, on back to backs. There's you can't really you know no team is going to be like hey sga go out and miss this shot right exactly <laughs> like hey lou dort don't defend him quite as hard hey i'm drawing up a bad play uh you know they're not going to do those things <laughs> you know try to dribble the ball off of your foot they're not going to do those things all that they can really do are roster decisions and that comes from presti and that comes from you know if the team wants to rest guys or load manage guys whether it be in game or, you know, before the games make those decisions. Um, and that's, I do expect during the, uh, I know the trade deadline isn't until March 25th, but I expect activity during this all-star break because I think Presti's just going to have to take matters into his own hands because he's really <laughs> the only one that can do much about it. He thought he did a good enough job and so did we all, but apparently yeah. not. Uh, this team is still too good to tank. I feel like Presti's move is like, uh, 25 minutes a night for Moses Brown. Uh, like 20 <laughs> Poku, come on back for your, uh, we're going to get you 30, 35 minutes a night. I don't know that they have another move. Like if you, these guys that are starting, they, they shouldn't necessarily be competitive, but they are. Um, yep. Th- they, that's are win- th- they are winning on a, they are winning on a system and a culture of just of excellence. Yeah, you put it perfectly. It's kind of like plug and play. It doesn't really matter who's out there because of the system and because of everybody buying in and because of the high effort, you know, high intelligence plays that they're making, they're winning. Now, a lot of that rides on SGA, but you saw a game or two where SGA said, and they still played really well. I know that they beat the Bucks without SGA and Justin Jackson, who hadn't been playing much at all this season, comes in and scores 22 points, including the dagger for the win. I mean, this team, they just go out and they find ways to compete and make it close. And sometimes they're going to win games that you think that they have no business of winning. Uh, so yeah, I think that, <laughs> I think that Presti's moves or George Hill's obviously gone, but he's been gone for a month anyways. And, mm-hmm. uh, Ariza is gone, but he hasn't played all season. So that doesn't <laughs> matter. Uh, you know, then Al Horford is the next best player. You think that they can trade and that would make a difference, but, it might be tough to find a playoff team that can match salaries that makes sense for both teams. I don't know. It's still a possibility. Uh, maybe they trade Hamadou Diallo. Of course, he was out tonight, and it didn't matter. Uh, but I, I feel like if you trade a handful of those guys, Mike Mascala, if you can trade Mascala and Horford, then all of a sudden your starting uh, center is Roby and your backup center is Poku, Kenrich Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know, that's one way, I guess. So I'm I can't quit thinking about that Milwaukee game now. I'm looking at the box score. Justin Jackson was listed as the starting point guard for Oklahoma City, and he played thirty. <laughs> he played thirty four minutes. 
Yeah, dude. They, they didn't have they, they didn't have any point guards for a while. Uh, because remember SGA, uh, Maladone and Hill were all out for all several out. games and this yep. team just finds a way. It's, it's just unbelievable. I haven't seen anything like this from any teams. This team, when you look at it on paper, one, the talent that's on paper and two, the, the injuries and, and rest and things like that, they've, they've gone through. There's no way you would think this team is 15 and 21, just absolutely yeah. no way. And they started, remember they started their, their net rating was so bad. Yep. Despite being like a 500 team, a few games in, and we were like, okay, well the schedule is about to get tough and surely like the numbers that we're seeing are going to start to, the, the, the record is going to start to reflect those numbers. And, and they did not, the Oklahoma city kept improving. Shea kept improving. And I, I, I will say that something I've been, intrigued about and I was thinking about it when I was watching Kate earlier um he, it's such a benefit to him that he has had so much def- defense uh so much attention on him learning how to get shots off uh, under that much pressure pressure learning how to pass out of double teams and get the ball around I was thinking about that tonight with Shea because he has so much I mean it looked, there were some box and one in the first half against him he's seeing a lot of different, a lot of different types of defense and he's making incredible plays, getting himself clean looks, which I think is a win, whether he was a good passer or not. I think that's a win going forward for Shea to be able to create his own shot in traffic consistently. He's done that, but he's also like finding wide open shooters. Uh, He, he feels pressure before it gets there. He, He never, I just don't feel like he's a, he, I don't feel like he turns the ball over once he gets into the lane. Once he gets past his guy, it's a pretty high percentage that that play is going to turn into a, into a positive for Oklahoma City. And f- for this year to be such a, a year where he was going to answer a lot of questions of, that people had about his game and what he could potentially be, I think he gets an A++ from, from the organization, from fans, from everyone from from just national media, the people are starting to recognize how phenomenal of a player he is, despite being on a team that's not necessarily in playoff contention. Um, he he's just awesome, and I'm I've been very impressed with his ability to create good looks for himself. Yeah, you take a game like tonight. I, we don't mean to be such downers about you know the record and tanking and stuff like that. Uh, because there is value in games like this where the Thunder win on the back of Shea Gilgis Alexander. And that's what tonight was. He was phenomenal. He scored 33 points, but it wasn't just the points. He had eight assists. Like Ryan said, could have been a lot higher than that. That's the story of Shea's uh, life this season as far mm-hmm. as assists go. Because he makes, like you said, so many driving kicks, finding the right man. Uh, both Mascala and Dagnall mentioned it in the post-game presser. They both mentioned how he he just always finds the right man, and he's been so good this season. And, you know, winning games like tonight, while it may hurt the draft pick ultimately, that's just like another notch in SGA's rise to stardom. It, it, you know, it's, it's just another piece of proof that he's becoming a star and just helps develop his game that much more. And so I don't mind – you know, winning games like this when it's because of Shea Gilgis Alexander or Lou Dort because they're here for the long haul. Uh, you know, Mike Muscala had a big part in tonight, too. Uh, I don't know if he'll be around for 
the second half of the season or not. I'm very curious. Like to me, he's a true 50 50, whether he'll be here for the second half. Cause he's been so good this season. I could see a lot of teams being interested in him, but ultimately if what comes out of the season is that Shea Gilgis Alexander uh, turned into a star, regardless of the draft pick, it's still a win of a season for the Thunder. Yeah. But you hope that you get a top five pick too. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do agree with most of what you said there. Like SGA becoming a star is, I mean, those are the players that we're wanting to draft. You know, we're wanting to draft players that can rise to someone like Shea's level in year three. Like that is a huge win. The fact that the Clippers got him outside the top 10 is, is baffling. Like when you go back and look at the guys that were taken ahead of Shea, um, there should be some pink slips handed out. Shea's a phenomenal guy, phenomenal player. And it really does feel like, don't you feel like the last like couple weeks has even like enhanced the, 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 the fact that like this is this is his entire franchise like everything belongs to Shea. Yeah, he it really is. The, they're handing the keys over to him. It's interesting because obviously, you know, this team was was Katie's for a long time. You know, Russ Russ got to drive the car too, but I mean the keys were Katie's and and Russ was in the front seat with him, but he was on the you know he was he was in the passenger seat, mm-hmm. and then the the keys were never really handed to Chris Paul. It was like, Hey, you want to take it for a spin? <laughs> and like the keys were, you know, Sam Presley just had the keys in his office. He's like, yeah, we'll see. And then, you know, and they weren't officially given to Shea last year though, either, even though the franchise knew that he was the, the next guy, I don't know if they knew that he was the next, the guy, Yes. you know? Yeah. And I think that's how we all were like, okay, he's a great building block. He's going to be a great piece moving forward. Excited about him. And we, we all said future star and future face of the franchise, but we weren't exactly sure if he was going to be that guy. This season, he has proved to be that guy. He can be the number one of your franchise. And not only on the court, not only because of what he's doing and, and how much he's improved with his scoring, his passing, his efficiency, his three-point shooting, all those things, but off the court he's so mature for 22 years old he always says the right thing he always does the right thing he's he's a class act and he's so mature and smart i mean you couldn't have picked a better guy to uh hand the keys off to than shay and to add to that he's the swag lord like yeah oklahoma city didn't miss a beat when it came to pregame outfits yeah yeah like the fashion is obviously uh on point but What's great about him is he exudes through his fashion and through his, I mean, I'm going to sound like an idiot saying it, but I'm going to say it because he says it like his drip. Yeah. There uh, you go, dad. There you go. Yeah, I know. Right. You know, I feel like I can say it if I say, Hey, I'm going to be an idiot for saying this before I say it. <laughs> if I were just to say it, I'd sound like an, like a real <laughs> loser. You know what I'm saying? If I was like, yeah, and then he's got, he's got such a dope drip. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I wish hey, you guys could gonna... see Brandon's face while he's saying that. that <laughs> if, was... I, but if, if I'm aware of the fact that I sound like an idiot, I can say it. Uh, but it's like this cool, quiet confidence. There's never this like cocky, unlikable thing mm-hmm. about him when it comes to his swag. It's like this cool, confident, fun-loving swag. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, no, it, you're you're it's exactly like right. It's, it's you're you're very you're characterizing it very well. 
You really are. And he, I mean, the, to go from to go from Russ to this is like, honestly, when they traded when they traded him to when they traded Russ to Houston, obviously we, the Chris the the Paul George trade had happened at that point, so Shea was a part of the team. But we Shea was such an unknown at that point. Like he, we thought he would be a really fun young piece, like you're saying, but not this. Um, so I honestly, I, I remember thinking the day of the rush trade, like when will the next time be that like Oklahoma city has their dude, how long will it right. take before they have their next guy? And because obviously like there was, there was a ceiling on what Chris Paul, uh, what a Chris Paul team, uh, he's not going to be your next guy. They're not going to, to, they're not going to build the next iteration of this team around him long term so when would that be and it didn't take very long they had him they had him the whole time yeah it's it's absolutely amazing and i i wish i could give a true serum to sam Presti and find out if he you know if he knew or if he was still you know like we all were hopeful but not quite sure of what his ceiling would be and and how big a piece moving forward he would be but you know that's the it's the greatest commodity in the NBA is to have a superstar and the Thunder have a budding one at 22 years old. Uh, and it's just, it, it's just nice to know that's, that's how you stay out of, you know, that's how you stay relevant. That's mm-hmm. how you don't stay in like, you know, tanking mode for years and years and years or this no man's land for years. Like you have a young superstar and then you have all kinds of draft picks and chances to build around him. So if at the beginning of the season, if I told you by all-star break, most people would take Shea over Trey Young. Would you believe me? Uh, I mean, I had my, no, I would not have believed you. And I am fully on board with like, to me, it's not even a question now. I know it's an argument still. Uh, do you think the Hawks, do you think the, do you think the Hawks or the Thunder would have to attach assets in a in a in a straight up trade for those two that that is a great question because here's the deal on the surface from the outside looking in it seems like trey young has more value it seems like he's the you know he was the higher pick Mm -hmm. he's made an all-star game he's flashier uh his style gets me you know he's on sports center more he has more viral clips and all those things because what he does is sexy but when these gms are talking they both know that shay is one a much much better defender it's not even like in the same realm and defender and he still uh puts Trey to shame as far as defense goes but look they'll look at his their efficiency and even though trey's calling card is is shooting shay true shoots better now if they're in an open gym is shay gonna shoot better i don't know but it just means that shay makes smarter decisions with the ball it means he takes smarter shots it means that he scores effi- more efficiently uh, so I think that you win more with Shea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that it would have to be a straight up swap because one has, uh, you know, appearance value and one has more real value. So I don't think either attach. Speaking of, of truth serum, <laughs> I would, I would love to ask Gallinari right now. Like who, like if you just had to take one, long term like you've been in this league a long time who would it be i would be very curious what his answer would be 
that that's that's a great question uh Gallo's a really smart guy, so I think he'd he'd go SGA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just uh, and I love Trey. I you know I do he's too. From I do too. This is no shot at him. Born and bred, and he is fun to watch. And he's so little, like what he can do on the NBA court. You have to you know be impressed by just from you know this is a a sport that's you know dominated by big guys. Even mm-hmm. Shea, I mean Shea is six six as a point guard. That's he's a enormous, and he's so long. Yeah, he is. Uh, Trey so little. He is fun and exciting. I went and watched him at OU. I liked watching him, but I'm just I've I've crunched the numbers. I've looked at. I just think that Shea is the better all around player, and that you can build a winning team more. I mean, Trey's got a much better supporting cast than Shea does this season. Uh, the Hawks went all in, and they basically have the exact same record. Right? There's a one game difference, and the Hawks are in the East and have an easier schedule. I mean. Yeah, I feel like this Thunder team is ab- like this Thunder team at full strength is absolutely a playoff team in the East. Yes, the way that they I, play I night in, night out, like they're gonna they're gonna see Orlando and Cleveland and and uh, who else? Detroit. They're gonna see these teams enough times. They would pick off. They would pick off the wins to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, right now the Charlotte is the seventh seed in the East. And Toronto is the eight seed. I mean, Toronto will probably move up, but I mean, is this OKC team at full strength with Al Horford and George Hill? And if Ariza wanted to play because he decides that they're a playoff team, are they better <laughs> than Charlotte? I think so. Are they better than the Knicks, who are the the five seed in the East right now? Yes, I think so. How how what was the first year you started like really watching the NBA? Oh man. Uh, I, I, well, this will reveal a lot about me if I, if I really, <laughs> uh, uh, it was, uh, 1990 wow. was, I remember it was, I remember really, really getting into it the year before Jordan won at all. I, I was the mm-hmm. big, I got into it because of Michael. I was, I was a basketball fan already. I love basketball and I liked watching OU basketball and I liked watching NBA. I just didn't really have a team. And then Michael Jordan came along really just fell in love with his game. And so, yeah, I, I remember I have specific memories from the first uh, Bulls championship. So you've seen the Knicks be good. Um, I, yeah. so th- those were some of, I, I remember starting to watch like late nineties and the Knicks were good. Knicks were really good. Um, but seeing the Knicks in the top, you know, in the top five uh, in the standings in the East, it's like it feels nostalgic to me. Like yeah. it, it feels fun. Like they're a team I always hope are good because, like, beyond it being good for the league, I do think it is good for the league when the Knicks are good. But like, it's just fun. It's fun when the Garden is like really, really humming, um, and they have a fun team to root for. So I'm hoping at some point we get some fans back and because like the like Madison square people people because they're for good reason people forget like it is insane like even just Lynn sanity like those like four or five weeks was uh an unbelievable fan experience just watching Nick home games I don't know how we got on this but anyway the <laughs> Knicks are the Knicks being good I think is very fun but yeah Oklahoma City would probably like they would probably be right there in that Charlotte, Toronto, uh, yeah, Indiana range. I, I don't even know if Indiana is up there. Who's seven or who's six? Boston? Right now, a six. 
uh, eight Toronto, seven Charlotte, uh, six Miami. That's going to change. Miami. The Knicks, the Knicks are five right now at nineteen and eighteen. To their credit, I mean they've they've they're been solid. pretty solid. Obviously, they're nineteen and eighteen. They're uh, solid. You know, some of that's inflated. Some of that's inflated by schedule, but they still got to get credit. Julius Randle's been been great this season. He has been incredible. Like he's yeah. got to win most improved. I feel like he's. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it's his. I think he's, yeah, he's got to win it. Um, another young guy that the Lakers gave up on real early. Dude, this is I could go on a whole tangent about how the Lakers just messed everything up for years and years and years, whether it be draft, letting go of guys too early, bad trades, bad ro- roster decisions, and ultimately it didn't matter because LeBron wanted to play there. It I, drives me crazy. We the could Thunder write a, did everything. We could write a book. Me and you might have to write that book. I it is one of my pet peeves. I there is a guy listening right now, and I guarantee you he is laughing because we've had this conversation like ten thousand times. Like really? Like the the like we hired Magic Johnson. He literally quit his job in a back hallway after a random <laughs> after a random loss. Decided to just quit. None of it matters. None of it. Yeah. It's 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 so frustrating. The the Thunder were a dominant team for a decade. Small market made all the great roster decisions, trades, uh, you know, draft picks, and and circumvented, you know, had to deal with a changing cap, and then they had all those injuries. Were dominant for a decade, never won at all because of some some terrible luck. The Lakers suck after Kobe, make all these terrible decisions, even when they had Kobe the last few years. Didn't matter because LeBron wanted to play in L.A. Oh, it is man <laughs> you're we're we are preaching the same sermon man like that is <laughs> god i've said those exact same words that's hilarious um yeah because like i i was i felt so defeated just just in just philosophically like what it takes to build a winning team like maybe maybe having i've always said like one of oklahoma city's most uh like one of their best assets is sam presti like having yep. an elite general manager is like is such a valuable thing. And then you see the Lakers win last year and it's like, maybe, maybe it doesn't matter at all. Like <laughs> what, what even does matter? Like it just, maybe just having LeBron is all that does matter. Maybe well, you know what though? I'll say this though. Here's, here's the difference. If you're a small market team that has an elite GM like Sam Presti, you get this successful Thunder team that's been relevant every year, even when they're tanking, building, they overperform, they make all these picks and they're set up for the future and all these things. The the Thunder have been incredibly blessed even without winning a title. If you're a small market without, if you're a small market without an elite general manager, you're the Sacramento Kings. So you have no chance. I mean, there's there's a there's a humongous difference there. Or you're the you know the Charlotte Hornets, or you're yeah. the Timberwolves, and so that's that makes all the difference in the world. No question. All right, we have reached the All Star break. Oklahoma City will have what six full days before they play another game. I think their next game they, is yeah. Wins. They play they play a week from tonight. They play next Thursday so, yeah, against seven, the Mavs. Seven seven days off. They play. They host the Mavs, um, so it'll be good to get back and hopefully they see Luca. I, I was really looking forward to Luca versus versus Lou uh, the other yeah. night. So hopefully we get to see, hopefully we get to see that. Um, and then 
yes, you know, the home stretch. We're we're uh, hightailing it to the end of the season um, before <laughs> possibly a a play in a play in game for Oklahoma City. Who knows? Um, yeah. Who who would you say is is definite? Like we definitely will not see after the All Star break. Anybody? Okay, so it's hard to say whether it's going to be the All-Star break or March 25th trade deadline. I do expect trades to go down over this All-Star break. It just makes sense. It's right halfway through the season. And, you know, the Thunder still want a top-five pick. George Hill, by far, makes the most sense. He's the best player on a cheap, reasonable contract uh, that lots of teams will be interested in. I think that George Hill is absolutely going to be traded. There's no question in my mind he's gone. Uh, Ariza will be gone. Uh, and then I, I just have a feeling Mascala, uh, there'll be some value in Mascala. I don't know if it'll be this week or by the 25th, but I think, I think Mascala and maybe my dark horse is Diallo. How confident are you scale of one to 10 that Lou Dort is a thunder player past the trade deadline? Nine. Uh, that I'm, I'm going to leave open the possibility because you know, if there's like a, if there's a Godfather deal, I, I could see Presti including him. And there may be some teams out there that like, he's so cheap and so valuable. They may be willing to give something up. And if as much as Presti and the thunder love Lou Dort, I mean, nobody can, you know, if there's an offer, you can't refuse, you can't refuse it. Yep. Yep. All right. We are going to wrap it there. Brandon, I don't talk to you until next Thursday. Have a great week. Enjoy the hey, time. Hey man, off. you have a great week too. I don't know what I'm <laughs> going to do with myself. I got to find a new hobby for for a week. <laughs> we might we might just out of habit jump on a Zoom call at like 11 p.m. at night. Seriously, <laughs> I'll tell you this: I have no interest in the All Star weekend this week, and there's no Thunder representation. So it might it might sound, sounds like it sounds like consecutive date nights on the way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, pizza night followed by probably an ice cream night is probably go. if according to my last few date nights, that's how it's going to go. <laughs> and that's a win win for me. You'll never lose with those with those two. All right. <laughs> Thunder fans. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we will talk to you again next Thursday night. Enjoy the week. Enjoy all star weekend. And we'll talk to you soon.